Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report for August 13, 2021. I'm Phil Adler. Information processing commands a growing share of the U.S. gross domestic product. It also attracts a greater portion of corporate research and development spending, and it exerts a heavier influence every year, it seems, on major stock averages. So it makes sense that we should give information processing plenty of weight as we form and attempt to reach our investment goals. Joining me today to discuss the influence of information processing spending and the ramifications is Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Fearon Hernandez. First, Patrick, give us an idea of how large this information processing group is. Well, first, thanks for having me on the show, Phil. To answer your question, data from the Department of Commerce show the value of goods and services produced by the information processing industries totaled about $1.5 trillion in 2019, which was the last full year before the coronavirus pandemic. That's the equivalent of 7.1% of U.S. gross domestic product or GDP. These figures encompass computers and certain electronic products, computer systems design and related services, software development, data processing, hosting and related services, traditional broadcasting and telecommunications, and internet publishing, broadcasting, and web search portals. So in our new analysis, we focus on a subset of this and other types of value added that constitutes corporate investment. Are information processing and technology and intellectual property more or less interchangeable terms? Are we really using different terms to describe the same set of companies? What we're focused on here is the activity of developing, storing, organizing, analyzing, and manipulating knowledge or data as an investment across companies. So the intellectual property investment that we analyze here encompasses things like the research and development supporting a new type of drug in a pharmaceutical company or an electric utilities development of its own proprietary software, as well as the development and sale of software products by technology companies. These types of activities are about to become the biggest component of corporate capital investment, surpassing the value of corporate investment in new machinery, equipment, factories, and other buildings. The big five tech companies, Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft, etc., are all in the information processing business. How much influence do these companies have on the major stock averages? Well, you're right. Not only is intellectual property and information processing an increasingly large part of the economy, but the companies dedicated to those activities have become immensely profitable and their stocks make up a huge share of the U.S. stock market. The information technology and communication services sectors together currently account for almost 40% of the S&P 500 index, and the top four or five companies in those sectors alone make up a hefty chunk of their total capitalization. As a result, the stock performance of these companies can have a big impact on the direction of the overall market. One big reason behind the growth of these companies and others in the sector is the decision by U.S. corporations to spend more on information technology every year. What are their reasons for doing so? What you have to understand is that major industrial revolutions like the information processing revolution that began in the middle of the Cold War can take decades to play out. 
companies are continuing to find new ways to improve their operations and boost their profits by investing in information gathering and data analysis. And so they're doing it. As companies dedicated to helping them do that, especially software and other types of companies, they're growing in tandem. The bottom line is that new, innovative intellectual property and software allow companies to boost their sales, increase their efficiency, and increase their profits. Patrick, could you trace for us the growth of intellectual property in recent years as a component of gross domestic product? Well, in the U.S., corporate fixed investment makes up roughly 13.5% of GDP. As late as the 1990s, this investment was dominated by spending on machinery, equipment, and structures. Intellectual property, mostly spending on research and development, was a much smaller part of the category. The difference now is that spending on intellectual property has exploded, mostly because of a surge in software investment. In 1991, intellectual property investment, including software, accounted for less than 3% of GDP. Now, it accounts for about 5.2%, almost matching the 5.5% that equipment investment represents and far more than the 2.7% that building investment represents. Did it grow in share of GDP even during the pandemic? Yes, intellectual property investment became an even bigger part of the economy during the pandemic recession and even during the great financial crisis of 2008 and 2009. I think that's strong evidence of how much firms have come to believe in its importance. And could you review for us, Patrick, some of the forces which have encouraged the biggest companies, the big five tech companies, to become so huge? In economic terms, the marginal cost of selling an additional software package or leveraging the R&D behind it can be minimal. In addition, digital products and software can have big spillover effects in the sense that they can give value to customers beyond the core service the software is designed for. A good example of this is the network effect when the customer gets greater value from joining a social media network when that network has more people. The low cost of selling additional units and the incentive to capture spillover value means that digital businesses have a huge incentive to grow their network and become as big as possible. How does Confluence Investment Management view this sector today for investment purposes? Is it seen as a source of volatility the way it might have been viewed in the early days of the internet? Technology stocks in general, and software stocks in particular, can still be relatively volatile, but that's a bit of a disconnect with the actual economic performance of those companies. We think investors should be attracted to the increasing size and profitability of firms that produce software or that can efficiently leverage their digital R&D. In addition, as other businesses continue learning how to boost their productivity using big data, data management, data analysis and artificial intelligence, they're probably less likely to cut their intellectual property investment even in times of recession. In some, intellectual property investment is growing pretty steadily, and that's a good omen for these types of firms. Patrick, do you think the move toward stay-at-home work will encourage even more spending related to information technology? 
Yes, uh, of course, to some extent, it's households buying the new computer equipment and software, and that wouldn't show up as corporate investment. However, it does appear that companies are also having to upgrade their computer systems and software to enable remote work and, and to enable digital business. So in general, working from home should boost spending on new computers and other types of information technology. Uh, we hear a lot today in political circles about breaking up the tech companies. Antitrust discussion exists both in the United States and overseas, with public opinion perhaps beginning to turn against these companies. Do you see a viable threat to their value as investments? As technology companies have gotten bigger and bigger, they've certainly become a target for greater antitrust scrutiny all over the world. And tighter antitrust regulation or breaking up the firms would probably be a negative for their stocks, at least in the short term. So yes, we do believe that these companies face increasing risk from antitrust regulation. And looking at China, we see China today is exerting control over companies in this sector as a way that is, in fact, detracting from their investment value. Is this a major concern? And might it signal a growing threat against these companies around the world that could impact investment strategy? Yes, uh, China is one of the starkest examples of the threat, although it's important to remember that antitrust or competitiveness concerns might not be the only reason for China's crackdown on its big dominant technology firms. China's crackdown probably also reflects President Xi's effort to make sure the entire economy is working in the interests of the Communist Party and to make sure no rival source of power can threaten the government. All the same, we do see similar efforts to rein in big tech companies in the U.S., the EU, and other places. It appears to be a worldwide phenomenon. Patrick, could you review as we close, taking into account that investors fall into many different categories, what portion of an investment portfolio should be reserved for the information technology sector? Naturally, an investor's exposure to technology should depend not only on his or her goals and risk tolerance, but also on the shifting prospects for technology versus other investment sectors. For example, in our own strategies, we think the post-pandemic economic recovery and the prospect for higher inflation and interest rates should be positive for financial firms, industrial companies, and materials companies. So we're currently overweighting them. Almost by definition, we're currently underweight technology. All the same, we retain a significant allocation to the technology sector. And keeping in mind the prospects for good, stable growth in intellectual property and software investment, we think it makes sense for a lot of investors to maintain significant exposure to the technology sector going forward. Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.